0: Welcome back to our study in the book of Proverbs. And today we're still in chapter three, and we're going to read once again verses twenty-seven through thirty-five. Let's read. Do not withhold good from those to whom it is due when it is when it is in your power to do it. Do not say to your neighbor, Go and come back, and tomorrow I will give it, when you have it with you. Do not devise harm against your neighbor. While he lives securely beside you, do not contend with a man without cause. If he has done you, no harm. Do not envy a man of violence and do not choose any of his ways. For the devious are an abomination to the Lord, but he is intimate with the upright. The curse of the Lord is on the house of the wicked, but he blesses the dwelling of the righteous. Though he scoffs at the scoffers, yet he gives grace to the afflicted. The wise will inherit honor, but fools display dishonor. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our gracious Father, I thank you for your mercies, your kindnesses that are new every morning Dear Lord, I pray that you would help me to communicate your truth in this study. I pray that you would help the young people who are listening. Oh God, help them to comprehend who you are, to comprehend the importance of your wisdom and your will Lord, that they would trust in Christ. That they would be transformed. Dear God, I pray for their families, their mother, their father. Oh, dear God, that they too would grow in godliness, in kindness, in wisdom and discipline. And Father, I pray for any child who may have neither father nor mother. Lord, you are the husband to the widow and the father to the orphan, and I pray that you would bless them. Oh God, please, please use this to protect your children from evil and to guide them in paths of righteousness. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. um, It is so good to be back with you. And I want you to know that I count this as a privilege to come in. We're here in our our studio here in Radford, Virginia. I count it as a privilege to come in here and teach you. And um, sometimes it's almost as though I can I see your faces. And um, I do hope that you will learn and grow, that you will become more and more like Christ. Now, I've said this many times. I, I have regrets in my life. But I don't regret reading the Bible too much I don't regret being too obedient I don't regret praying too much I've never regretted relying upon the Lord's wisdom but I have many times regretted for not doing those things and um, oh young person give yourself to the word I plead with you I plead with you um, this morning when I was leaving the house of uh, before I was leaving, I went to the door, and, uh, and my son, who was leaving to do construction, he's, uh, he's 16, he's homeschooled, and a few days a week, he'll work on a construction crew to toughen him up a bit, and it was dark, and I saw him there on the floor, seated, and I said, what are you doing? He said, I'm waiting on, a am waiting on, uh, the guys to pick me up, the crew to pick me up, and I said, uh, what you doing on your phone? He said, well, dad, I have my Bible on my phone. Just thought I would read a little bit before they come. You know, young person, I'd, I, I couldn't be prouder of him. If It wouldn't mean as much if he won the Olympic gold medal. It wouldn't mean as much if he was the smartest kid in the world or he had already graduated from college or was already a millionaire or something. i That wouldn't have mattered. That, that's dust compared to just carrying the Bible on your phone so that in between uh, your breaks in construction, you can read a little bit. That's what matters. That's really all that matters is knowing the Lord. My race will soon be done. I'm I'm happy about that. And um, all that matters is knowing Christ. That's it. Now, let's look at verse 29. Do not devise harm against your neighbor while he lives securely beside you. Literally, uh, if you want to kind of get the gist of what's being said here, do not plot against your neighbor who dwells trustingly beside you. It's, it's bad enough to plot evil against even an enemy. But here is someone plotting evil. They're, they're sitting down and actually, we call it premeditated. They're, they're actually scheming, trying to figure out a way to do harm to someone who is not their enemy but who lives beside them trustingly. A person who actually trusts in them and thinks good thoughts about them. And they're using that trust to turn it against that person. When you see people do that, you know that they're turned over to their sin. It seems that we have become something of a society who does things like this which is a very, very uh, terrible sign that we have turned away from God, that there is little love in our hearts. But you should not be that way. You did not learn Christ that way, as the Paul the Apostle wrote. Be worthy of someone's trust. Be worthy of their trust. Now, the idea here is to betray someone Who trusts in you? To betray someone who trusts in you, who's the most famous person who ever did that? Probably, it's it's Judas, it's Judas, and you know there are so many different ways in which you can betray someone. Now, um, let me give you an example. And children do this all the time. Young people do this. Adults do it. So, you're with a friend, and they're really your friend really and truly, you like spending time with them. But then you're away from them and with other friends or maybe back with your own family or back with your parents and you immediately begin to share different things that um, against your friend, talking bad about your friend. Or you have a genuine friend, but you get with some other people and you begin talking about them. That's being a Judas to them. That's betraying them. One of the greatest characteristics of a truly Christ-like man, woman, boy, girl, is faithfulness in your relationships. Faithfulness. Now, of course, there are times... If, if your friend is doing something harmful, something evil, or your friend is doing something that could get them in a lot of trouble or get you in a lot of trouble or is against the law or against the Word of God or against their parents, yes, you should come home and you should tell your parents. But not for the benefit of hurting, rather for the benefit of saving, for helping, for protecting, for guarding, for keeping your friend from evil. Now, um, if you're someone who is plotting against someone, if you're thinking up ways to do somebody harm, if you're known as a person who's always hurting other people, and again, let me put this in the context of the family, especially big brother, little brother, little sister, big sister, little brother, little sister, you know. Are you thinking about ways to do them harm, to always tattle on them, to always go to your parents and get them in trouble, to do things just with the sole purpose of getting your brother and sister in trouble? That is demonstrating a Judas-like spirit, a great unfaithfulness and it will backfire on you because you need to understand something. Sooner or later, your parents are going to come to understand exactly the kind of attitude or disposition that you're demonstrating. And it's not going to be your siblings, your brother and sister, that's going to be punished, but you. Because unfaithfulness is a terrible, terrible characteristic to have marking your life. Now, according to the Bible... If you are devising harm, thinking up ways to actually hurt someone or to make someone look bad, it means that you have a perverse heart, a crooked heart, a twisted heart. We could say a deformed heart, a dislocated heart, an ugly heart, a sinful heart. Proverbs 6.14 who with perversity in his heart continually devises evil, who spreads strife. It's very interesting, isn't it? That oftentimes we betray people by talking about them, spreading division and strife and getting them in trouble. Never forget this, young person. Um, We only have to listen to you talk. And that's pretty much going to enable us to know what's in your heart. If you're always talking bad about others, if you're always trying to get others in trouble, then we know enough now to judge that you have a real problem of the heart, a tremendous problem of the heart. And you need to be afraid afraid of that. Yes, you need to be afraid of that and you need to turn from it. Why? Because once corruption is entering in, it just continues to grow till your heart is so corrupt that it begins to affect every part of you. So the moment you begin to see, wow, I was unfaithful to my friend, you need to repent of it. You need to go before the Lord and say, Lord, forgive me. If you find out that unfaithfulness is becoming a characteristic and you don't know how to stop it, you need to go to your parents. You need to go to your pastors and say, look, I've got a problem, a heart problem. Also, if you're always blaming others for whatever you're doing, well, I was unfaithful because they were unfaithful to me. I'm sorry that doesn't work. So don't start that at a young age because it doesn't work. It won't help you on the day of judgment either. It doesn't matter what someone else did to you. You are not to devise evil against them. There's not going to be any excuses when we stand before the Lord one day. Well, I was this way, Lord, because because she was this way. She did this to me, and therefore I did this to her. And the Lord's going to say, but I commanded you not to do it regardless. And that's a spirit that's in us, isn't it? Oftentimes, a disposition, an attitude. Remember Adam? Adam? When God called Adam to give an account, you say, yes, oh, it was terrible. Adam blamed his wife, Eve. No, he didn't. He blamed God. When Adam was called to give an account, he said, it was the woman that you gave me. And if you hadn't given her to me, I would not have fallen. It didn't work for Adam. And it won't work for us. So when we see these things in us, just accept it as, as our guilt, as your guilt. Repent of it. And if you find that it's binding itself to you, please go talk to your parents. Say, pray with me. I've got this problem. I have an unfaithful mouth because I have an unfaithful heart. Now... Um. If you continue down this road of unfaithfulness to friends, to those who trust in you, it will eventually lead to your ruin. Sooner or later, everyone wises up. But not just that. You don't need to just worry about your horizontal relationships, but also your vertical one with God. Because even if you fool the whole world, you won't fool Him. Now, Proverbs 14.22 Will they not go astray who devise evil? Yes. Yes, it's a rhetorical question expecting the answer. Yes, they will go astray. Will they not go astray those who devise evil? Yes. So if you're plotting on how to get your brother in trouble or your sister in trouble or blame this person or blame that person, eventually you will go more and more astray until eventually you hit your bruin. And, and listen to me, young person. There are some times where there's no return. There's no return. Listen to all of Proverbs fourteen twenty two. Will they not go astray who devise evil? Yes, they will. But kindness and truth will be to those who devise good. Let me ask you a question. Because it's not just... The Christian life isn't just avoiding what we shouldn't be doing, right? Like, okay, I'm a good guy. I'm not sitting in my room devising evil, how to get my brother and sister in trouble, or to hurt them in some way, or to shame them in some way, or to get back at them at some way. I'm not doing that, so I'm good. No, you're not good. You're just neutral, okay? Do you want to be more than neutral, you want to be good. It says, but kindness and truth will be to those who devise good. When was the last time you sat in your room or at night in bed and devised how to do something really, really good? You actually plotted and schemed how you could bless somebody, how you could uplift somebody, edify somebody, encourage somebody, make somebody else look good. When was the last time you did that? Because that's what we should be doing. Always remember, holiness is more than just eliminating the bad stuff. It's doing the good stuff. Righteousness is more than just eliminating the bad stuff. It's doing the good stuff. So so think about that. I mean, write it on your calendar. Start... Try to think of ways to actually bless people. Devise and scheme and plot. Get out a piece of paper. You know. You see these mad scientists in these cartoons, right? And they're just drawing up all these plans on how to take over the world. Well, why don't you just draw up some plans on how to bless the world? And, and start with your family. Your brother, your sister, your mom, your dad, your friends. Maybe your pastor, what would it be like for your pastor to just to receive a card from you as a young person, nine years old, 14 years old, just saying, pastor, thank you. I'm going to find a way to bless my pastor. I'm going to find a way to encourage. I'm going to give my dad a card. I know it's not Father's Day but I'm going to write up a letter. That'd be better than a card because you can just buy a card, but write up a letter and I put it in an envelope and give it to my dad about how much I appreciate him or my mom. I'm going to devise a way on Saturday to bless my little brother. You see? That's amazing, isn't it? Isn't that amazing? I mean, think about it. I mean, that's like becoming a a superhero or something. (laughs) All right, let's go on. I tell you what, I want to end right there. Um, We'll go on to the next verse in the next lesson. And why am I ending here? Because I, I don't just want to get through proverbs and I don't just want to teach you and pat myself on the back that I did something today. I want you to do this. Mom and dad, if you're listening, maybe help them out. Make it a homeschool project or whatever you want to do. Just write out a list of, of things that you need to stop doing maybe with regard to scheming against your brother and sister or others. How you can be more faithful. But not just that. Write out a list of, of, uh, of just ways to surprise your family and your friends, your church with service, with blessing, with encouragement. Devise some good and then carry it out. All right. Well, God bless you, and we'll see you in the next lesson. Thank you for listening to the Studies in Proverbs podcast produced by HeartCry Missionary Society. Visit com to view our other productions and to find out more about HeartCry Missionary Society.